Welcome to episode 4 of Pixelogic Saturday Stand-Up. On this podcast, we dive into a lot of topics around programming live streams, the life of software engineers, personal development in the tech community, and much more. In today's episode, we will be talking to Krasenstein from Static City Games about how he started his own game studio and how you can start yours today. Pixelogic Saturday Stand-Up is recorded live on Twitch, and we want you to be there for the next recording. All you need to do is head over to twitch.tv forward slash pixelogicdev every other Saturday at 11 a.m. PST to be part of the fun and get your questions answered live on the stream. Thanks for tuning in to today's stand-up. Let's go ahead and get started. We have a beautiful guest today. Today we're going to be talking to Cross about how to start your own game dev studio. Uh, and I think this is all like really, really important, um, especially on Twitch. A lot of people are here uh, trying to understand the the ways of what to do on Twitch, how to honestly make games and, and all that fun stuff. So without further ado, I think we should go ahead and get our guests in here, huh? Cross, dude. What's up? Welcome. Thanks for Happy being here, be man. Here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's awesome. For real, it's awesome to have you. Um, so as we do for every single podcast stream that we start on, we always like to ask some quick fire questions to get, get everyone together, to get everyone knowing about the special guests that we have on today. Um, so I'm going to ask you five questions. Let's Just do simple, it. quick. Is that, is that cool? Be real yeah, easy? Man. All right. Do cool. it. Um, so first thing we're going to do, <laughs> DK, first question is, uh, what is your favorite gaming platform? PC. Wow, that was that was really good. So like, literally, just nothing else, just PC. Yeah, I mean, I'll use, I'll use a controller on on PC, so it's okay. like having everything all at once, right? Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm okay. a PC gamer for life, man. Yeah, I you know I think I would agree with you. I feel like you could literally do everything, except though the new gen consoles that are coming out. I, well, I do have a Switch, so like, yeah. I have a Switch because I want to be a Switch dev as well. So. Mm. Yeah, so you have to do it for your work. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Next question. What was the first game you ever played? Hmm. Well, the first one I remember playing would be Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Okay. First yeah, one. I I, yeah. Yeah. It's. I feel I like it's a really hard question. Three years old or something. Oh snap! So you played your first game when you were three. Nice. Oh well, yeah, because my mother played a lot of Super Mario World, and then I deleted her save, so she never played games again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that that story literally just took a turn for the worse yeah, no, i deleted was, her save and she yeah, never i didn't it. know what i was doing it was three right so that's the only thing i remember is that she like used to tell me that she's like yeah i used to play video games with you and then you deleted my save save file oh in mario oh my god that is sorry i fidget with a lot of things and i play with my keyboard oh, that's cool so that's I cool have, like this magnetic thing on the front of the keyboard so <laughs> wow fun. that's that's actually pretty funny nice okay <laughs> next one um this is one that you and i can definitely relate on What's your favorite item off the Taco Bell menu? Mm, favorite one right now? Yes, right now. The nacho box. Nacho. Oh, tell us a little bit more about what's in that nacho it's like box. A $5 nacho box, man. It's like for five bucks, it's like a big old cardboard box of, <laughs> of like meat and cheese and meat and cheese and uh, pico and <laughs> okay. sour cream and guac. And mm. now I guess the, the mm. better question is, what was your favorite item before Taco Bell destroyed everything on their menu? Ooh, the quesarito? They got rid of the quesarito? The steak quesarito. Yo, rip. I I used to love quesaritos when I ate cheese. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, the steak quesarito was great. <laughs> awesome, cool. Now, two more for you. 
Next one is, if you could play one game for the rest of your life, what would that game be? And that's the only game you could play. Ooh. It's a good question, man. Yeah. It's between a lot of games. Yeah, I, I feel oh. like, especially someone who plays games a lot, that's really hard. Like, what's yeah, the heard. one game that stuck out? Dude. Chrono Trigger. Okay. I can play that game on repeat. Damn, okay. Can you tell but, us a little bit more about it? I personally don't know what it is. I don't know if anyone what? in chat knows. Chrono Trigger is a game on Super Nintendo, and it is one of the best JRPG brought to America RPGs to ever exist. Okay. Everything about it is perfect. There's actually wow. nothing wrong with that game. There's nothing wrong with the music, or there's no, like, the pacing's not bad. Everything in that game is perfect. Okay. Very so nice. I game over and over again, I think, forever. Huh. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty crazy. Um, I, okay. I personally don't okay. think I could think of a game that I could play, like, forever. Actually, I lied. I think, I guess right now, if I someone asked me that question, it would totally be Tony Hawk. Pro Skater 1 and 2. Oh, like, is it that good? Dude, I so I used to play it when I was a kid. Right? Yeah, me too. Yeah, and so I, I picked it up, and it's like... I don't know. It's like I could sit there and just play it for hours. I don't know why. It's it has been like years. Good graphics and more than ten FPS and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You still get stuck on walls all the time. Does that still happen? Is it still like just like the old times where like you bounce on the walls and just keep getting stuck on the walls and yeah, uh, I haven't ran into that yet. Okay. But maybe one day I'll, I'll be able to. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and, hey Sponge, what's up? Uh, he says they match the controls and physics engine. Yeah, I think they oh, did. It it I mean, plays great. It plays great. Um, but and DK says to be honest, I think it's weird. Taco Bell doesn't actually sell bell shaped tacos. I completely agree. They should have some kind of promotion, and they probably would sell thousands upon thousands of bell shaped thousands upon thousands. Yes, I would agree. Sponsor us <laughs> more bells. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, and the last question for you, dude. We ask this to everyone that comes on onto oh, the yeah. podcast. What do you think is the best programming language ever created? C sharp. Whoa, did you you heard it here first, folks? Cross and sign thinks C sharp is the best programming language I, ever created. Can I clarify for a second? Because yeah. C sharp is the only language I know, and uh, <laughs> because I tried <laughs> Java and I almost failed Java in college, so. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, well, that explains a lot. Because I know, because I work in C sharp and I do C sharp, and my I life see. is C sharp. I have no reason to learn anything else. His life is C sharp. My life is C sharp. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, and I'm, and I'm just memeing with you here. A C sharp, yeah. obviously, like I work with C sharp a lot as well. Um, not as yeah. much as I used to, but um, it is a great language. It is awesome. Uh, but it's, it's always sure. interesting to, to see people's thoughts. I think a lot of the people that we've had on originally. Uh, are definitely more along the sides of like TypeScript slash JavaScript type style. Um, yeah. So it's always cool to see someone come in with like, yeah, I am 100% sure C Sharp is the best language ever created. <laughs> Just does everything so well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, it's and Ed brings up a good point. That is a fair argument. Yeah, heck yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for those. I always love those quick little questions to get started. Um, and chat, again, don't forget, if you have any questions for Cross or I, go ahead and type exclamation point Q and then add your question uh, to the end of that. And we can go ahead and answer those at the end of the stream for you. So don't forget. Wait. Yo, yo. All right. So now that we've gotten a little into it, Cross, let's let's talk a little bit about you and who you are uh, and, and where you got started. 
Uh, and yeah. really, I want people to understand like where you came from and how you got to where you where you've been. Yeah, it's interesting. So, That's for sure. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so the first question I want I want to ask you. It's pretty broad, so feel free to take it however you want. But um, sure. Just give us a TLDR about yourself. Uh, okay. Essentially, where did you where did you get started? How did you get to where you are? So I went to college, and I was always interested in behind the scenes stuff. So I went to school for film. I uh, needed to take an extra math class, and computer science counted as math for some reason. So I took an intro to Java class and failed it almost. I got a D, and a D is credit still, so they were good. Oh, um, interesting. There's a story behind that. Because uh, <laughs> it was an A student until the final. So, <laughs> oh, no. Rip. <laughs> um, but you said TLDR, so we'll wait, we'll wait for a little bit for that. Yeah, yeah, you're um, good. Foreshadowing. So... <laughs> Uh, and then I enjoyed playing League of Legends and always thought that the beta part of it was really cool, seeing how they made their stuff and everything. And it was the game that was always like a thing I always thought about, right? Never yeah. actually like, did it, never thought I was going to do it. And then I kind of fell into it. Yeah. Like literally like on Twitch fell into it. And I asked a streamer what he was working on and he said yeah unity's free and i went sick i'm learning game dev <laughs> wow okay so yeah i downloaded it that day started doing tutorials wow that's dude that's that's, that's a tldr there you yeah go. That, that's a good tldr i have a lot of questions around that for sure the first yeah. thing i definitely want to say is so i i did sort of the same sort of um like university track that you're talking about i started off in computer engineering Right. I, I literally failed. I got a 58%. I got an F in the class. Oh, nice. I've never... <laughs> thank you. No one's <laughs> ever said that to me before. <laughs> Cla- hey, can we get some claps in the chat? More than I got. The F? <laughs> more than I, I was less than 58% in Java. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, rip. I think the only thing that mattered was the final. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- oh, so, like... In chat? Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Kahlo. Welcome, man. Nice to see you, dude. Um... But yeah, the uh, the big thing for me was I tried so hard in that class. Like I've never, never tried this hard ever in anything. And I literally <laughs> failed it. And I was like, no. what am I going to do with my life? My life is over. Oh, God. Um, oh, sorry. The mic dropped. Uh, how about now? Is, is that a little better? You sound sorry. fine to me. Okay. <laughs> That's what they always say on the dev machine. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the heads up, guys. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And that's what got me into programming uh, was failing that class. So I find it I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, no, I mean, my hatred for programming appeared because of, fail- because of failing that class. <laughs> okay, real it's, quick. Real yes. quick. Go ahead. Real go ahead. Um, so the teacher was one of those teachers who was like, broken English. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing against those people or anything like that. Nothing against anybody who doesn't speak English well. But when you're at an when you're at an American university and yeah. you're trying to understand what's going on and it's a programming class, you need to figure out what they're trying to say, right? right? Right. So I was the guy who would like finish the project early and then like put it on Dropbox and everybody would download it and submit it, right? I see. <laughs> so like I pretty much kept that class afloat. And then when we got to the final, it was an hour and a half and it was coded an entire game of blackjack with a sentient AI. In an hour oh, and a half, sad. and I kind of like submitted yeah. and I submitted I submitted a blank project, uh huh, <laughs> and walked out within five minutes. Why? Uh because it was BS. <laughs> um, okay. 
Because I was, I mean, it was just a math class. I was like, if I fail a math class, I'll just take another math class. Sure, sure. I just thought it was going to be interesting, and it wasn't. <laughs> so, hey, honestly, Java. I, I don't know if I would have taken that approach personally, but I do no. think that there says there's a lot right there that says, like, if you don't like something and you know you don't like it, why do it in that sense? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff there, but it's it's interesting. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, it was it was not a. Uh, I mean, I don't recommend anybody to submit a blank project. <laughs> <laughs> we are not condoning blank project submissions. But I mean, in the I university. also was the guy who like thought outside the box for stuff. Right? There was a there was a, a psychology final. No, philosophy final. Sorry. Yeah. Philosophy final, and it was explain how there is no desk in front of the class, at, at the front of the class, and everyone's writing as hard as possible, and I wrote what desk. And I and I submitted the paper. Wow. I got ninety eight percent because I didn't clarify which desk it was. <laughs> Dude, so like wow, what know. a time! What yeah. a time! I don't know. I would never do college again. Yeah, I I think you and I are totally on the same boat. I would never do college again either. Uh, no, that I is, learned how to count to thirty. That's about it. <laughs> film jokes. Um, oh God, dad jokes. Hello, dad jokes and film jokes. Heyo. <laughs> um <laughs> well that okay so that brings us to a really good next like segue to this next question um one of the things i've been really curious about is what was your aha moment when you realized that you want to do game dev i know you touched on you watched uh someone doing uh, a league of legends stream and then you or you like league of legends and then you saw someone doing a game dev stream and they're like yo unity's free was that you your moment me, you want me to drop into this into the story are we doing this now is that what this is yeah, that, I, the story? Okay. if you feel like you want it, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. Let's do it. So uh, I used to watch a lot of League, um, a lot of League, like more than I played it, um, the esports scene and all that stuff. And then I got into, somehow fell into Hearthstone and started playing that. And I was like, I play games. I might as well watch the same game I play, right? Yeah. So I uh, started to do that. And then um, I have, somehow I typed like, oh, I wonder if game dev's in here, right? So I typed game dev and the creative category came up because it was called creative still i wasn't streaming anything yeah um and basically uh the person who was the first this is what happens right you go into the channel and oh who uh, this is a new thing to me let me see who the top chat the person top streaming is right yeah but i did i clicked on quasi tv's channel quasi is an amazing streamer i love the guy he was he's, he was working on a game called um Called, called Skyhook, which was basically a four-player, like, Super Smash Bros. meets Grappling Hook game. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this game looks pretty cool. He goes, thanks. I was like, what are you making it in? And he, he does exclamation mark tools. Yeah. Right? Which I then took for my channel, too. And it said he works in Unity. And I was like, oh, is Unity free? He goes, yeah, man, it's free. I was like, sick. I'm going to start making games. Hell yeah. Okay. And I literally just went to the page and downloaded it. And that was, like, that was it. Like, that's my entire story. Like, if it wasn't for Quasi-TV, I wouldn't have made games. If it wasn't for drunk devs who no longer streams, unfortunately, uh, rolling at some point, I would not have the. I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it. The environment of my channel, the way that I actually address my channel and how I talk to my the viewers and how I do this and how I do that, it's yeah. all because of him. So wow. it's like a mix of like an like a amalgamation of those two. Yeah. No, I I think that's actually really cool because I. Man, I you know I, I feel sad because I don't remember the first programming streamer I ever watched. Um, I was thinking about the other day, and I like I can't remember, but I feel like that has a lot of influence on how 
my streams happen now right. and and you know obviously how uh how we do development streams in general whether it be game dev whether it be app dev whatever uh there's there's a lot of that stuff there and we're all just like iterating on each other in a sense right um so yeah so, that's 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 a cool story man i'm I always love those. Uh, that's not necessarily like, oh, I was in school. I knew what I wanted to do. It was like I came across this one thing and holy crap. And I think that's really important for a lot of people to understand. Right. Um, I mean, it comes down to it as it really shows like, you know, even in, when you're in college, most people get a degree and then they're in retail, yeah. you know, or they get yeah. a degree in management and then they never work a management job. Yeah. Or they get a degree in logistics and never in logistics. Like it's one of those things where it's like hmm. I worked in film and because of just the creative mind and a lot of illicit things i did in college i <laughs> um hello what does that mean became extremely creative and uh yeah now i make games <laughs> hell yeah dude i now i make games that's all that's all you need to know that's all everyone needs yeah. to know hell yeah um yeah. so i i guess this kind of got mangled up in how you were describing how you found your aha moment in game dev and things like that but um can you oh, yeah. can you touch well, on that aha moment my aha moment is it's just a it happened <laughs> okay all right multiple choice a it just happened yeah yeah, right. yeah no for sure uh and top swag code pretty normal not to end up with a job that you studied for yeah it's it's honestly it's really interesting because i've in my career i've worked with some people that started off doing uh i think literature as their degree in in college and mm -hmm. they are working with me as software engineers and i'm like what what are you doing? And they're like, how did you get the time to learn this? Right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and Hey, always, what's up? I've heard a little that a literature degree or a liberal arts degree is because you just don't know what you want to do. So yeah. And, but, I mean, that, that makes sense. No problem. With it. If you have a degree for that, no problem. I just, yeah. I didn't know how to make money in college. So I understand. So I have different views upon college. Sure. So. Yeah. I, I think that I feel like one of the consistent themes that we've always hit on in all these standups is a difference of universities in the United States and outside of the United States. Oh, totally. And whether if universities are something that people should attend or not should attend. So I guess since we'll keep on the trend, what's your, what are your thoughts on universities? And you want, uh, to, you want me to go into this? I might make just, people mad. <laughs> we, we, we'll do a nice high level view. Um, essentially, I like to frame it in the scope of, do you feel like universities are a necessity for people who are wanting to start their own game dev studios? No, absolutely not. Mm -mm. Tell us, tell us more. Why? Um, just out of, just because of like, I mean, okay. So going back to being a film major, it was not just called film. It was called, I don't remember what it was called. It was called like video communication, multimedia and graphic design or some kind sure. of thing like that, which means you're going to know a little bit of a lot of stuff. But we right. get on the, and you get in the field, you go out of suck. Like, <laughs> so like I, I did an internship at a at a, at a, at a news studio, a newsish studio where they went and yeah. did like interviews and stuff. And they're like, "All right, wrap this cord this way." And I'm like, "How do you wrap this cord like this?" This <laughs> way. <laughs> so you're saying you became a pro Googler at that point? A YouTuber. Yeah, I had oh, to watch pro it. YouTuber. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so how do you do an over under? Um, why would you wrap it that way? And then yeah. I have to look at why you would wrap it that way because that's how my mind works, right? So, um, so now I mean, college is good if you have a very, very, very specific course that you have to learn, like neurosurgery. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, like if you need to learn how to be a doctor, you probably yeah. got to go to college just because you need to learn how to be a doctor. Hmm. I mean, they call it practice for a reason. They don't call it doctorate. Sure. So, sure. Um, for game design or game, so first off, the whole issue with owning a game studio, you're never going to learn in college. Yeah. You're never going to learn how to own anything in college. Mm. That's what I don't like about college is that college teaches you how to work for somebody for the rest of your life instead of make a future for yourself. Dude. Wow. That right there hit me like so hard. That's so profound. <laughs> it's like, you'll never learn. You'll always learn how to work for someone else, but you'll never be able to work for yourself. That... This is why I don't talk about college, right? <laughs> it's gonna Yo, mad. We got some snaps up in here. <laughs> Damn. Um, that was good, dude. That was awesome. I, it's just, um, I mean, okay. So just a, a second on success, on success mindset, right? So if you work for somebody else, they dictate, <laughs> they dictate the food you eat. They dictate the car you drive. They dictate the house you live in, where you live, how long you're going to live there. They dictate okay. the kind of things you buy. They dictate when you go on vacation. They dictate when you get to have lunch. Yeah. When you own a game studio, you make all those rules. Mm. You make the rules for everybody else in your studio too. So if you want to have awesome rules for your studio, you have awesome rules for your studio. Interesting. It's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, no, I, it's where the second you become a, I mean, an outside of a game development studio, mm -hmm. you become a, a software consultant. Yeah. Now you control your own life. Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, this definitely goes into a lot of different topics of just how you want to live your life in general, because don't get me wrong. I, I do think that there are people out there that they want the stability. They love totally working for other people. Right. And that's, and that's totally cool. Like you, you should feel empowered and happy to do that. But totally. I do think there are a lot of people that unfortunately have to fall into this system. I, I don't like to use the word system, but like it, it is. Yeah. But like but, a lot of it comes down to, do you have the willpower determination and not just not motivation because motivation is an exterior thing. You don't actually get motivated from yourself. Yeah. Somebody else will motivate you and it will always be sure. that way. You'll never get, you'll never be like, I do have enough motivation to stream. It's yeah. Yes. I want to come on stream because there's people who are counting on me to be on stream every day. I see. So it's now it's an exterior thing, right? So it's becomes, yeah. a, it becomes instead determination, willpower and the want and need for success. Yeah. Yeah. And no, if you that's... have three of those things, you'll start a business. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Inconsistency. You have to have a lot of like, consistency is important. Yeah, for sure. And, and then again, like it can be either an exterior motivation or internal or both. Uh, right. So yeah, right. that's dude, that's good. I think, I mean, I think this is all very relative. Uh, Sponge and Chat goes, this turned into a deep topic very quickly. It did, but I think Sorry. it's, it's very, <laughs> it's very relative to, uh, to like what we're talking about, right? Like essentially right. if you want to start your own game studio, right? If you want to do what Cross is doing, like this is something that makes a lot of sense. Like people have thought about this, uh, even like Twitch streamers, right? If you want to go full time on Twitch, like you've thought about this, right? Like how the do I put my touch? It's the second you sign the affiliate agreement, you are starting a Twitch business. Yeah. Whether you look at it or not. Yeah. The chance you won't make money in your Twitch business, but you yeah. are starting money as a Twitch independent business owner. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's and it's so. funny because like I on my my perspective, uh, I look at. <laughs> I look at the Pixelogic Dev Twitch channel, um, and like I have my own LLC set up for it. Like it's it's its own entity, right? And like it's making profit. Like I am making money. It might not you be enough, overhead. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, and it's incredible. It's a really cool feeling. It's all about the perspective of like, wow, you know, like I'm building this thing and technically my business, I, I'm making profit. Uh, and, and this is what happens. And you can kind of grow that as, as you, mm-hmm. you continue your journey. So dude, that's, that's great. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this cross? I can keep going, man. I, um, I'm, I'm not going to keep going. Cause it's going to make somebody mad. Make <laughs> no, no worries. Um, I just, I don't want to over talk it. You know what sure. I mean? If you over talk it, it, if you over talk it without letting people have the thoughts kind of sink in and think about what they actually want to do with their lives, it ends up becoming invalid. Sure. Yeah. So. I, I think you're, you're making a good point. That's, I think this is a good, like, pool. Let's, let's move on to the next thing. But I, I think this will, this will be a continuing trend that keeps coming up in our talk today. So no worries at all, man. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, it should be out there. Um, sponge. Success we, mindset is a hard thing, man. Success mindset is yeah. a very hard thing. Yeah. LLC yeah. is limited liability company. That's right. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and yes, we put electric, electricity in Alex Tesla. Yes, you do. Thank you. That's how I don't drive around anymore. But anyways, okay. So now this, that we kind of know more about you. We know like who crosses, where you got started, some of your, you know, some of your uh, thoughts on certain things. So I want to kind of bring it back up a little and talk about your game studio specifically and sure. a lot more specific ideas of how you started it in like the more nitty gritty. So the first thing I want to ask you is, do you have any team members at Static City Games? Yeah, there's a t- Static City is a team of five people right now. Okay, cool. Do you mind listing like what their roles are? In, sure, in your- yeah. I mean, and they don't, they don't care if I would say their names because they're all people who either appear on Twitch or do stream on Twitch. Oh, nice. So, cool. Um, and some of them are affiliated. Some of them are revenue-based. Some of them are this, that, right, whatever, right? Some of them are interns. Um, so Watery Tart, also known as Chris Gray, is my composer and will always be my composer until the end of time. Um, he's been the composer on every single game awesome. that I've ever done. He streams. He usually streams with System Shock and stuff like that. But he still streams. Um, and he's an amazing, amazing person. I uh, couldn't ask for a better developer. That's awesome. Nice slash composer um he's also fantastic at shader work so i have him do my shaders <laughs> yeah <laughs> cross and and uh real quick if you have any links for uh any of your team members feel free to post them in chat um and i can also look them up while you're talking and, and make sure to find them um, yeah yeah right. definitely do you, you have a shout out uh, i do it's uh exclamation point so and then the username yeah so that's water tart awesome um, he's the composer uh, we also have, so we have somebody who is a relatively new person to the to the team. He's working on a game that we'll talk. That I'm sure we might touch about if we get into the games. Yeah, it's um, working on a newer game that I've been streaming a lot recently. Um, it's actually yeah, Watery Tart's name is in Monty Python reference. Um, <laughs> it's actually Antic Dope, and Antic is an amazing, amazing artist. He's a pixel artist, and he's just like he's a sketch style pixel artist. So if you've seen people where it's like, where it's not as clean, Mm -hmm. but then it still gets refined. It's like nitty gritty. And it's like, he's good at making disgusting stuff. And like, (laughs) (laughs) nice. So like, yeah. And then um, we have another person. His name is, he's actually one of the first subscribers to my channel. uh, Cody. Um, Cool. Cody is a, a uh, university student in somewhere near London, I think. Some, I don't know, somewhere in the UK. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole map for London. Uh, or the map for the UK. Geography. I just don't, I just don't know. <laughs> don't be mad. I'm sorry. 
Um, so, uh, he is working on a different game for the company right now as well. And then there's also somebody who she's not a streamer. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we'll just say her name is Distal or her okay. tag is Distal. And she does concept art slash UI art. So oh, basically nice. two programmers, three artists. Awesome. Uh, two yeah, programmers, I... artists, and a composer. So I, um, I guess one of my questions off of that would be, what is the typical kind of ratio between uh, artists slash developers? Because I feel like for for game dev, uh, artists are probably really important, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Artists sell your game 90% of the time. Oh, nice. Okay. Artists sell your game 90% of the time because in Steam, on Steam, you get eight seconds to show a trailer, basically, before yeah. somebody gets distracted. Sure. Uh, and you get four screenshots that show up on the front page, if you get on the front page. Wow. Yeah, so you have to really want to show, sell your game in the first eight seconds and with four pictures. Dude, and so if your stuff yeah. if your stuff stuff doesn't look pretty, it's not getting sales. Yeah, which sucks because games like Baba is you is not a pretty game, but it sold millions of copies. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's that actually was one of my questions. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that that was actually one of my questions uh, later on, but we can definitely touch on that now. Um, but we, before we do that. Um, uh, Arm of Force here. Yeah, that, that was correct. Again, folks, if you have any questions you want to ask Cross or I, feel free to type in exclamation point Q and add your question. Um, and then we'll, we'll get to it towards the end of the stream for sure. Right. But yeah, so one, one of the big questions I had, because in, in something like app development uh, for me, and I, I feel like probably other people definitely are on the same boat, it's hard. Like these, these areas and these uh, stores are becoming saturated because there's so many people creating things. In a way. Okay, because if we if we need to if you, for those of you who do not do not know between ten to thirty games every day are released on Steam. Really, every day. That's a lot so of games. If you don't <laughs> get if you don't get traction. Yeah, your game gets swallowed. Yeah, right, right, right. I released Chronicle in March, and then four days later, Doom and Animal Crossing came out. Oh wow! You yeah, know, because we pushed Chronicle two weeks uh, past its due date. Yeah. It was going to come out on the 2nd. It came out on the 16th. Doom and Animal Crossing came out on the 20th. Wow. So we got yeah. eaten that week. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, definitely a... I mean, I'm not going to take that as... I'm not, not taking that as the excuse. I'm sure it was poor marketing, poor this, poor that. We still have a chance to do a full release, which will give us a better a better shot at that. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really good point is being just in tune with the, the, uh, the market as well, right? Understanding those right. big titles coming out. Um, and so... Essentially, what what would you say is your top advice for someone trying to market or advertise their game? Um, this was a question I had a little later on, but since we're talking about it now, this is this is great. Market or advertise your game? Yeah, like or what? streaming yesterday. Yeah. To be honest, one hundred percent. You, in order to make a game successful on the internet and to be on Steam and be successful, you need ten reviews. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. Mm-hmm. The reviews have to be purchased games and not given out for free. And then you get marked as a score, positive, mostly positive, somewhat positive, right? Mixed, negative, all that stuff. Yeah. Those make you show up in algorithms. If you don't ever hit 10 reviews or 11 reviews or whatever it takes for you to hit that number, hmm. you don't show up. So the 10 to 30 games a day, most of those games don't hit it. They get swallowed. Interesting. Yeah. Life and Debt is one of our releases back in 2018. It's a $5 game, not the prettiest thing in the world, but because it hit that, that level, that tier, 
and it still has mixed reviews because there were some issues within the game and some some bugs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it still gets, you know, a handful of units every single day, and I don't yeah. have to do any marketing for it because it just shows up in, in Steam Discovery with algorithms. Yeah, that's all because of it's all because of numbers with that. So. Yeah, honestly, I think that's a that's a really great point that you bring up um, because again, like some, I'm familiar more with the, the like mobile app stores and things like that. It's all it's the same boat, right? It's if you kind of if you don't have the proper marketing to begin with, it's very difficult to get your app to be shown um, maybe at the top of the list of something or or things along those lines. And so, it, yeah, in, in the app world, it's more like screenshots. Make sure your key, keywords is highly important when, mm-hmm. when making apps, right? Like names of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny story about that. My first app I built for iOS, Cycles, I was like, yo, Cycles is a great name. I did no research on it. I go to the app store after I release it. You type in Cycles and you get menstrual cycle apps. And so I'm like, <laughs> and so someone types in Cycles. They're like, hey, I, I don't get it. Like all I see are menstrual cycle apps. And I'm like, wait, what? And I go and I'm literally like the ninth or 10th down on the list. Because hey, nineteen is not bad at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hysterical. It, overall, it was it was really great. Um, but you know, it was it's funny because it's like why. So the first thing I thought of when I was making Groovy was okay. Let me search this thing in the App Store, see where I'm at. Um, and right. there's essentially I'm like one or two because no one has this name of Groovy. So I'm like beautiful, right. perfect name. We're good to go. No one will be confused when they're searching for this thing. Totally. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's yeah. that's really funny, man. Yeah, I'm it's. That that I good. love that. I love that story because it always makes me <laughs> chuckle. My, I remember my mom specifically. She was like, "Alec, did you did you make a a menstrual cycle app?" And I was like, "Mom, no, I I, I didn't." <laughs> She's like, "The what is this?" <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was good times. Yes, um, but yeah, uh, so great. So the next thing I wanted to kind of ask you about. Uh, so we, we understand a little bit about marketing kind of your team members at Static City Games. Right. Um, the one thing I feel like is a big blocker for a lot of people is this idea of you have to have a lot of money uh, to start a studio. And so, uh, you know, we had someone in chat earlier say you actually don't need a lot of money to start your own business. And so I wanted to ask you, what, what do you think? Do you feel like you need a lot of money up front to start this? Or do you feel like you could just start right now with a couple dollars in your pocket? It really depends on what, what direction you plan on going. Do you plan on opening a studio, having people come to your studio every day? Mm. Right? Are you, or are you having people out of work out of your house? Or are you having everybody be remote? Static City Games is, by default, when it was first created, always going to be a remote company. I don't, oh, want, interesting. I don't want people to leave their house. Everybody works from home, has a good time. We call it a day. Nice. So- we, just, we just do meetings on Discord. It's easy. Like, yeah. It reduces overhead completely. Sure, we do a release party. Let's fly everybody out. You know what I mean? Like that sure. sounds fun, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg to fly Cody out from the UK, but you got to do what you got to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I mean, do you need a lot of money to start a game studio? The answer really is no. I don't think you do. Uh, do you need a lot of money to make sure that you put the right type of company with? When it comes to taxes and stuff, make sure you. I'm not a tax, not a tax accountant. Make sure you check with your tax accountant or find just somebody who knows what they're talking about <laughs> before I just start randomly saying what I do, yeah. right? Because I am a single member LLC, so basically everybody who is under me by default cannot be on payroll. Yeah, it's not able to be. They have to be a 1099 contractor. Yeah, it's just how it is, right? Yeah. 
That means that they record their own taxes, they record their own expenses, yada, 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 yada. Right? Honestly, it's a win-win because they give tax breaks too, being a right. contractor. Um, would I have changed it to be a corporation? I can always change it to be a corporation when I want. Yeah. Um, but a single member LLC is treated like a sole prop, so I don't have to renew my business every year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 140 bucks one time. So if you don't have 140 bucks, you don't, you need to figure out a way to raise 140 bucks to start a game studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the wor- the worst thing ever. And the reason why I put Static City as the name of the company instead of my name is mainly because if something happens where somebody plays my game and has too many flashing lights or too much screen shake and they get sick and they throw up and they die, <laughs> they come after Static City Games and not me. Sure. Oh yeah, that's what that's, it is, right? That's that's, yeah. the, that's the reasoning that you get. That's the re- that's why you do stuff like that, right? Interesting. Somebody makes somebody makes some kind of timing app and it has a little blinking light that happens when when the time goes off, right? Or yeah. when the cycle blinks. I don't even know, right? And then now it's being used in a hospital. Yeah. They're using it, and then somebody gets, gets somebody has a seizure that they didn't know was was seizure active or whatever the right term is for it. Yeah. And now you're at fault because they're using your app, even though you didn't say they can use your app. Yeah. No, and that's, that's why the dev is got is behind an LLC. Yeah. That's that's, that's honestly a really good point. Um, and then yeah, Sponge brings us a great point as well. It's yes, yeah. That's I before we talk about that, I wanted to um, want to kind of deviate off of this a little bit and say this is a lot on the legal side right so you obviously if you want to start a game studio and make it official uh under a llc or any sort of corporation um there's some sort of money around that i'm Mm -hmm. more curious about money around actually the development of a game right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. do you do you feel like you need any money to get started tomorrow on building a game as a solo developer yeah no, because Unity is free. Unreal is free. Construct is free. Yep. Say you, I mean, if you don't know how to do coding, Construct is free. Yeah. You can open XNA and download Mono Game and just start. Awesome. You're not going to know oh, what yeah. you're doing, but you can open XNA and just start. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, there's, there's every day it almost feels like there's another game engine that appears for free. Yeah. And I. My engine is now free. Lumberyard through Amazon is free. Wow. Like, yeah, you have to figure out exactly which one you want to use, which one is the best business model, and use that one. And I, I picked Unity, and I still believe that Unity's one is still the best. Yeah, I, I think that's what I asked that question because I feel like it's really important for people to understand. Like, people kind of get stuck behind two things, in my opinion, when creating projects or starting a company or anything like that. It's one, capital. I don't have enough money, mm-hmm. capital, right? Two, I don't have an idea. I don't know what to do. But when you have such quality software out there that's free that you can do all of this stuff with, there's literally nothing stopping you. The only thing stopping you is yourself at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, if $140 makes or breaks you from starting a business, then you shouldn't start a business. Yeah. Great. Greatly said. I hate to say that because that might, that some people go, oh, I can't make 140 bucks. I can mow lawns for $10 a lawn and I can, I can mow 14 lawns and make 140 bucks. Yeah. There you go. So like, I mean, like anybody can make money. You just got to put your mind to it and then yeah. do it to make it. So I, but and I guess if you want to own a business, if you don't want to own a business and you just want to be a programmer at a company, sick. Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to working with you possibly in the future. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just be darn good. 
What's the one forty four? Taxes, fees, and paperwork to submit it for a business, basically. At least in at least in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. In Pennsylvania, it's one hundred forty dollars for an LLC. I don't know what it costs in California. I don't know what it costs anywhere else. You have to go um, to your treasury of state website to find out. Yeah, basically. and it's it's obviously different in every country uh, as well because I know we definitely have a lot of people from all over the world here. So um, yeah, it's, right. consult your uh, your Tax local. Uh, people and and figure that that stuff out but at the end of the day it's paperwork and they ask you for money for filing your paperwork and yeah and that's that's what it is uh Mm -hmm. so don't don't be afraid and then i just wanted to call out a top swag code your comment on the uh david uh heimier hansen book uh or talks good stuff there for sure thanks for sharing with that Um, yeah hell yeah cool awesome man yeah that's i think that's good stuff there and so since we're on this topic of money and kind of uh, starting things financially and trying to understand how that works, when you're building uh, one of your games, such as like Life and Debt, right? You you have this this idea of like, all right, I'm gonna charge five dollars for this game. How do you figure out this monetization strategy behind your game? The hardest thing to do is figure out what a game's gonna be worth. It yeah. really comes down to what you believe in it. Like, I mean, you're only gonna. I could sell if I was in the if I was in the watchmaking business. I could make watches and they could be of terrible quality and I could still sell it to you for 200 bucks, Alec. Hmm. I could. Could you? Hmm. you'd be like, that's a sick $200 watch, man. And I'd be like, thank you, $17 to make. If it got that Apple logo on it, you know you got me. Yeah, right? No, and (laughs) for you, it would have an Apple logo on it and also a brain. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, but like, I can choose just just like a physical thing you go okay well what are we going to sell this water bottle for are we going to sell it for $30 or are we going to call it a premium water bottle water bottle that has biodegradable filters for $90 and the I biodegradable see. filters are still part of the water bottle for $30 yeah included part but now the key piece is $90 right sure. so like yeah. and then people will still buy into it because people are people right and it's the hardest thing to say. so like being from a business owner looking at it at sales as a perspective, right? People are going to be people. People will back anything that they believe in. Yeah. Hollow Knight is a very, 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 very good game. Hollow Knight is $15. It should not be $15 mm-hmm. because there are games like Halo that are $60. And I would consider the amount of the amount of excitement you get from Halo is comparable to the amount of excitement you get from Hollow Knight. It's just a different style game. I see. Right? Yeah. Um, but $15, maybe they sold themselves short. I don't know. There's no way to tell. They've sold millions upon millions of, cop- of, of copies. They clearly did something right. Right? I see. Yeah. Um, hmm. So trying to figure out what your game is worth is impossible sometimes, right? Life yeah. and Debt, we put it at 5 bucks because it had a three-month development cycle, and then it was released. Yeah, right. right? right. And then we did six months of updates, basically, right? Yeah. So, like... Um, that game was a five dollar game just because of that sole fact of it being a three month dev cycle, and mm-hmm. I it was a casual game that lasted about three hours. And unfortunately, on Steam, most people expect one dollar to equal one hour of gameplay, which is kind of crazy. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that's actually so, pretty wild. To think about. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like they're saying that their that their time is worth a dollar an hour when they play it, which doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, like a lot of it comes down to that is. Chronicle is $15. Yeah. Right? Chronicle Unidate is $15. It's significantly, it's easily one of the best games that this company has made. 
it's there's tons of content there's tons yeah. of this tons of that tons of replayability it's it's just if you like space shooters it is it's a damn good space shooter yeah no right? that's i think these are some really good points that you bring up um one thing i wanted to hit on is do you i guess as a as a game studio right you feel probably pressured to obviously monetize your apps especially when you have people that work with you on this thing um and this is something you do full time so do you feel like there's any ever space for kind of just a free sort of either a free tier game or like a freemium model that everyone has been really going towards these days freemium is is a good is an interesting world Mm. it's a hard world because most people will not give you those ads. They'll say, no, I don't want to watch the ad. I don't yeah. want the double chest, right? Um, I don't want the double XP for an hour. They won't do it, right? So you don't you don't make the money. Because the worst kind of apps or worst kind of ads you can do in a freemium model is, you know, microtransactions one because people get upset unless it's yeah. Fall Guys. And then they don't get upset for some reason. $20 game, also yeah. to buy in game stuff. People don't get upset for, I don't get, I don't get it. Hmm. Uh, it's it's one of those games where it, it broke through that that norm and everyone's okay with it. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I, I actually didn't know that. Um, yeah, yeah. So because Fall Guys has twenty dollar is a twenty dollar game, and then they have an inside in game shop in the actual in actual in the actual game. Yeah, costs real currency for customizable skins, so you can become a hot dog in the game instead of a instead of a, a game. Huh. A yeah, character. interesting. And because of that, it costs five bucks to become a hot dog or French fries or, or a shake, right? Yeah. Um, it's freaking cute, right? So, yeah. of course, people are going to buy that. And how many people, you know, out of the 20 million people who have bought Fall Guys, how many of them actually also bought another five bucks because it's just five bucks? Yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, Devolver is a great company. I love them. They're fantastic people. Nice. Uh, they, they picked up the right game, basically. Yeah. And I, you know, I think obviously a lot of, when you're making anything in general, it's just sometimes it's just at the right time and it you can't time that ever. It's just the way life is, right? Like no one planned for COVID to happen, but now COVID happened and everyone's like, holy crap, I, I all monitors are sold out. Webcams are like still out of stock. Like hardware is so limited. It's it's a wild time for tech right now, especially oh, yeah. for people who play games um, and do things on a computer. Game studios benefit when people have disposable income. <laughs> yeah, right. COVID hit, people no longer have disposable income. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's. But then there are things like um, that one game, or like Fall Guys came out and 20 million, apparently 20 million people had 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, so, no. yeah. I mean,. I don't know. It's one of those things, man. I don't know. Free versus freemium. I believe that everybody needs to feel compensated. hundred um, percent. I believe that everybody needs to feel compensated. And if you put any time and effort into something, there should be some kind of monetary gain from it, even if it's small. Okay. Be something involved where you, you believe otherwise, I mean, and you, if you want to release things for free, it's fine. You know, by all means, you can do open source. You can do this, do that. I'm not shooting you down at all, by the way. For oh either. yeah. No, dude, don't worry. It's not, um, uh, but I believe that if I put in nine months of my time, energy, and everything, um, that I should put some kind of price tag on it because I put forty hours, or fifty hours, or sixty hours, or seventy hours a week into into something for yeah. nine months. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't I deserve some kind of monetary compensation, or at least offer it to be some kind of monetary compensation for it? Yeah. No, I. I, I mean, thought. I think you make a really good point, and I also think it's very right. 
yeah, it's very perspective based, right? right. So, um, I, and I think Roars, yeah, you bring up a really good point with uh, like people are, they can't socialize outside of their homes. So they are more, they're here now, right? They're right. home and they're more like, well, I was going to go spend $10 on dinner. Might as well just buy a game with that $10 or something like right. that. Yeah. You know? yeah. People are using their money in different ways now. Yeah. But, you know, you, you bring up the example of, hey, like I put time into this thing. I feel like I should be compensated with that monetarily. And I think it depends on what you're doing. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, from my own perspective, I obviously I have a full time job. I get paid every week or every couple weeks. And the stream stuff I do is is for fun. It's for enjoyment. And it's right. it's something I want to grow. So right. for me, yeah. when I when I make an app, I'm like monetization is not really on my mind. It's more of what can I learn? What can I build to make something really great? Though right. I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to be, you know, uh, monetization for all the work I've put into it, but there's, you know, there's that, that cost and balance. So of course, yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a really good point you bring up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting world because like, yeah. there's always, you know, there's always different ways to look at everything. So yeah. And I mean, you know, if, if, I mean, I didn't start Static City Games so that I didn't make money. Of course, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and it, and I'm, I'm not, if like, if I, like, I ever. Games this way, I'm like, because I want to make money. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing something you really enjoy, but also mm -hmm. getting like paid for it, right? Like, there, there's, I don't think it should be you either, you know, you, you have to, uh, you can't get paid for doing something you absolutely love. I do think there's all, I do have a little bit of uh, contention with people who go into things like programming and they absolutely hate it, but they're like, it brings in the big bucks. Like I'm making 130 K. So I guess I'll just deal with it. Yeah. And, and you know, but again, it comes down to how people want to live their life. Right. Yeah. It's like, I discovered that I'm a bad employee. Okay. I've discovered <laughs> that I can go to jobs and I'm a bad employee. All I know I is enough hats where I feel okay with it. All, all I know is if uh, Pixlogic ever has uh, openings, you will not be on that list for an employee. You are absolutely right. <laughs> but I will be there 100% to support you. Hey, there we go. Let's go. <laughs> yes, dude, I, I, I love it. I first person to buy every single one of my friend's games when they release. Oh, yo, speaking of Wait. buying games, this is so random. Uh, I I do need to do a, a cross jam one of these days because I still mm -hmm. haven't. So when, when is the next one? And can you speak to a little bit about what a cross jam is? Of course, yeah. So um, so crash jam is a type of game jam that is a little bit different than every other game jam that exists, right? Because game jams usually typically have one topic, and you have anywhere between 48 or 24 hours to eight and a half years to make a game, yeah. right? Um, because there are some that are like one full year. It's not really a game jam. That's just called making a game. So... <laughs> um, Usually everyone has the same the same topic, and you end up going, you know, the topic is time. There's 30 submissions, and they're all games about time. Let's see which ones are the coolest ones about time. Oh, right? It's kind of neat, right? Yeah. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. I like that. Cool, because everybody comes together. It's like this big community where everyone's working on the same thing together without working on the same thing together. Yeah. Right? So... Um, Crash Jam turns the boat around and sends you back home. Right. So <laughs> what it basically does is it Great. goes, it goes, we like game jams and we think they're cool. We think everybody should have their own game jam for 72 hours. And you nice. go, well, what do you mean about that? Well, we use a random generator that's created by the same guy who made clicky clicker. Okay. Ortillo, right. So Ortillo yeah. is an awesome, awesome developer. 
he made Cookie Clicker, and he's the the mind behind that, right? Yeah. Um, we use his game generator that's created to have everybody roll their own game jams, and oh, you get nice. three different choices to pick from, and you have to then go, "Oh crap! These these themes are insane." I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a game about fighting a cyclops in the ocean on a poodle. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not sure. Yeah, and then yeah. like, figure it out, right? So it's kind of like fun. Yeah. Um, nice. And um, and ends up with some real wacky stuff. We've had a game before where uh, it was a game called Screaming at Nazis, where you where the guy figured out how to use mic input to make Nazis' heads get bigger and explode. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So wow. you're actually, you're actually you're yelling at them. It's so great. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> uh, there's games like um, I had to make one one time where I had, it was basketball, but you had to sh- throw chickens into a hoop. So I made a game with a chicken pen, and you're yeah. booting chickens into, <laughs> into a pen to, to get points, Dude. right? You get two points for every time you – Right. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. That, that honestly like, sounds like a, a great yeah. time. Yeah. It's fun. It's just because it makes you get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, Trash for sure. Meant for you to be spontaneous, get out of your comfort zone, try something new that you never thought you would ever make. Yeah, and uh, some people have continued their games because of it, and they've released some crazy wild stuff that nobody would ever ever thought of. Wow. Um, so Dude, that's why, yeah. why Crash Jam is important, and why I think it's a really fun jam, and more people should do it. And yeah, yeah, definitely. I besides the Crash Jam thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was just thinking about that because I've been wanting my biggest thing is I wanted to I've been wanting to make a game. Like I've never been into this world and it really in, in all honesty, it really terrifies me. I am very hesitant to go and try to make a game because I don't feel like I have enough artistic creativity to do it. The guy who makes apps that are right. that I've never heard of before. <laughs> so right. like, so people come and tell me that and I'm just like I no, I don't get it. So I've been wanting to, you know, and like the first game jam that comes to mind for me is yours, the Crash right. Jams. So that's why I was just thinking about it now. And for some reason, I wanted to ask you about it because I don't know if a lot of people in, in our com- or my community at least know about about Crash Jam or anyone else who doesn't. Right. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's something in the future that we'll definitely be doing on this channel. Um, so make sure if you haven't to follow uh, Cross and Sign on Twitch as well. And we have a exclamation point Crash Command to know more about those game jams for sure. Um, yeah, but there, so the next crash jam will be happening uh, upon release of Chronicle Unity. Beautiful. And when when is the release of that coming? God, I don't know. Um, okay. there's a lot of, <laughs> we're hoping late September, but now like we're maybe hoping mid October. Yeah. Okay. Um, because late September is happening really fast. Sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> there's an so we got sponsored by Steel Series. Uh, oh, congratulations, dude! That's the, awesome. Chronicle Steel Series was a was a was a. They reached out to us. We got sponsored by them. They sent me the Apex Pro, very one nice bounces and a Arctis, um, Arctis headset. Um, so that's why I keep playing with the control or the keyboard and you keep hearing these loud slams because I have the magnetic piece that's like a, a rest. Nice, awesome. So, um. So I have to get their game sense technology into Chronicle, so you can see the health on the number on the numbers on the keyboard, right? Yeah. Or you can, if you have the the Steel Series mouse that has the little digital part, uh, you can see yeah. how many bullets you have left on your shots, right? Like yeah. I need to have I need to get that functionality in, and then they're doing like a five million person outreach on Twitter and wow. So like, but I have to get it done, and they yeah. want they want to sync it with the release of the game. So now I have like 
to get that to work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, right. that's... that's the hardest thing because they're, uh, I love Steel Series. They're amazing people. Yeah. But their they're, um, SDK is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and they know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, either way, man, that's that's pretty incredible. What a sponsorship for sure. Uh, yeah, congratulations right. on that. Um, no way. I thought it was a joke too. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like I sent them an email. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, it's kind of funny. But like you said a lot of things that sounded right and you didn't have any spelling mistakes. So is this real? <laughs> <laughs> Am I not supporting a, a princess somewhere in the world? <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm honest. I'm, you know, I'm honest. And they're like, yeah, no, just send us your address. And I'm like, I don't want you to have my address. <laughs> I'm for Bibles, for Bible things. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's for Christian newsletters. Yeah, stop that. Right. That's so, that's like, incredible, man. Yeah. But yeah, so I sent him my address and then like then I got an email about tracking for all this stuff. So awesome. It just it was just weird. But like yeah, yeah I mean so Crash Jam will happen upon release of Chronicle. That would be Cool. Well, we'll we'll make sure to stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. But speaking of this this kind of hardware sponsorship, the one thing I I wanted to ask that's kind of on top of this is, so you've made your game, you've decided what you want to build, you've built it, and now you're like, okay, cool. Um, I'm ready to put this on platforms. For right. people that don't know, how and for myself, how do you decide what platform to put these games on? Right? There's an endless amount of platforms that you could put games on. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um. So where to put it? I mean, it's a, it's really one of those things where it's like Steam is the obvious go-to at this point. If you want to run, if you want to have commercial games, you need to be on Steam because there are yeah. millions upon millions. Like if you go to uh, partner.steamworks.com, which is completely free, like you don't have to have a login in order to get there. It tells yeah. you the numbers of monthly active users, right? Oh, nice. Four million monthly active users on on Steam. Whoa, that's a huge number. Monthly. Yeah, and you want your game on Steam? Are you kidding me? Somebody <laughs> out of ninety-four million people will play your game. Yeah, that's active users. That's not people who come in once every three months, once every six months, wow. or new people. That's ninety-four million who log on to Steam every single day, at wow. least, or at least once a month, right? Yeah. At least, uh, hold on. Yeah, if you don't mind posting that, would be great. And so, yeah, so that that's for for a thing like Steam, right? And I. Before we talk about other platforms as well, a little bit more in depth on that, what is the technical aspect of putting this on maybe Xbox or PlayStation or a Wii or a, a Switch? Reaching out to them, pitching their game, making sure it's okay for their student, making making sure that they that they like your stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of gate there's a lot of gatekeeping. Blech, words suck. There's a lot of gatekeeping <laughs> that exists um, on non Steam platforms. Right, yeah. I applied yeah. to Epic to, to put Chronicle on Epic. They said no because we mm. weren't a big enough company, right? Oh, I, I yeah, yeah. And also because we don't have, we weren't an Unreal Engine, so it's probably a mix of the two things, right? Oh, um, yeah. sure, sure. I applied to so partner.steamgames.com is the is not Steam War. So did I do the right one? Is it Steamworks or Steam? Games? Yeah, yeah, you got Steamworks in there. Um, I also we also some Steam games. Oh, I see. Nice, nice. They figured that out. That's good. Because I think there's also the revenue side of it, which I think is some, something similar to it. Sure. Um, yeah. So, like, Switch, you have to apply to be a Switch dev. Yeah. You have to reach out to Nintendo at yada yada, whatever. I don't know. Switch at blah, 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 dot com. Yeah. Uh, and reach out to them and pitch your game. And if they like it, they go, 
Yeah, man, you can be on Switch. Sweet. Here's the Switch key. You want to be yeah. on Wii? You just go into the Nintendo thing and you make an account and you go apply for Wii Store. And it's just, you're just good, right? Nice. Um, because nobody really uses the Wii anymore. Yeah, I so I bring up the Wii. I always I don't know why I always do this, but I I bought a I bought a Wii a while back. Yeah, dude, it's so I bought a Wii a while back, literally for uh, Rock Band One. I found a Rock nice. Band set in like a retro game store. I'm like, I gotta have this, and it was only for Wii. So every time I talk about Switch, the Wii, I always say Wii first, and I'm like, wait a minute, Switch. So, I know <laughs> yeah. that PlayStation and Xbox require you to have a contact, as far as I know, mm. or a develop or some kind of publisher. Yeah, to get you in there. Yep. Um, I don't really know the the intricacies of it. I have never looked it up. I'm assuming. I mean, I know that Chronicle is great controller only. And we have yeah. set up the controller to be yeah. fully controller supported. Um, will it ever get onto XBLA? If it makes enough money on Steam, yeah, I would move it to other places. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to have to recode the game to work with Xbox's save system, or to work with Switch's save system without having to worry about whether it's going to sell or not. Yeah, I, that's a really good point. And so that's kind of what I was trying to get at here as well. Um, so you write this game, let's say in Unity, right? You build yeah. all the assets, you do all your stuff. How portable is this on every other platform? Is it like a pretty easy port or is there a lot of kind of custom configuring you have to do for each platform? So Unity has a lot of stuff that they do for you in the back end, mm-hmm. like way too much that they do for you on the back end. It's actually really nice. Okay. Um, if I wanted to build a game in PC, I switch the plat- the build platform to PC and I press build game. If I'm going <laughs> to build the game in Mac, I switch wow. it to Mac OS and I click build game. Same thing with Linux. And I can choose whether it's 64-bit or 32-bit for any of them, except for Mac because Mac sucks right now. Because you have to own a Mac in order to build Mac 64-bits because of Catalina and Catalina sucks. Yo, so- preach, man. Everyone, everyone, I think a lot of people are getting tired of this whole, I got to ha- own a Mac OS system in order to build things for it. Can I rant so, on that for a second? Yeah, go for it. Please do. <laughs> we, we, so, have, we have a lot of people in the community always talking about that. Um, so, so, yeah. so this is this is the, I no longer offer my games on 64-bit Mac or even 32-bit Mac. My games are not for sale on Mac anymore, pretty much, right? Unless they already exist as a build on Steam for Mac. Because Mac now requires you if you own, I believe it's what, 10.15? 10.15? Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, I believe 15, yeah. Yeah, so if you own 10.15, you are no longer allowed to build the game for Mac and publish it without a Apple developer ID, which costs $99 a year. Yes. <laughs> and Xcode, yeah. which requires you to own a Mac. Yeah. And if you don't ever want to own a Mac, you're not going to buy a Mac so you can publish it so eight people can play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. So- Dude. It, you know, it makes me always wonder uh, because I've thought about this idea a lot and I do think there are companies out there that do it that essentially say, hey, Crass, I want to go ahead and allow you to use my Mac hardware to build your game and do all that fun stuff so okay. you can get it. You don't have to pay for it, but I'll, I'll give you a $5 a month fee to use my hardware to do that. Right. Um, so then every build you need to send to them so they can approve it and then put their... I, put their essentially, it would be... I would say, in my mind, it looks like a pipeline, right? It's like, cool, I'm done with my game. Let me send it off to this service that will build it, whatever. And then what I get back is a nice zip file of the bundled assets and like the executables and we're good to go. You know what's um, funny? I actually yeah. talked to somebody who's a, a good buddy of mine who has a Mac. We talked about possibly doing that when the Catalina switch happened yeah. as a side business. Yeah, so I... I would... I, 
I would procure people and then send it to him and he would sign it and then yeah. it, notarize it and he would send it back. Yeah. We yeah. had that as an idea and then we we're like, nah, it's probably already, probably some people are already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> people found out about it before we did and they're already doing it, you know? So yeah, no, for sure. I was so I, mad when it happened. And I just, I was like, it literally just, all Mac's doing is shutting down the Mac user database. Yeah. From them using games that now exist outside of Apple Arcade. Yeah. They're sure. literally, they're not, they're not screwing over developers, but they're hurting their people who care about their stuff. Yeah. Dude, I, and so this, this is perfect. This is one of the big questions I want to ask you. This leads directly into that. So, so when you heard the news about Epic Games starting to file a lawsuit against Apple for the App Store, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel as a smaller uh, game studio compared to Epic Games? Not my problem. <laughs> okay. I mean, just being completely honest, but yeah. I mean, how I feel about it is like, I mean, honestly, Epic doesn't have a right to sue them, but then they also do because you're, it's your game, you do what you want kind of thing, right? But you yeah. sign paperwork with the, like I signed paperwork with Steam to make sure I do everything through Steam. Mm. If, I, if I decided to do monetization and circumvent Steam to go send them to another website to buy things, that breaks the terms of service contract. Right. You know, it breaks this, it breaks that. I deserve to get my game pulled. Sure, sure. But do I, have an, I mean, do I, do I have the best lawyers in the world and tons of thousands and millions and millions of, you know, millions and millions and billions of dollars to fight yeah. that no does somebody like epic do do they have something to fight that yeah and they go what should we do and the lawyers go countersuit them mm. and i mean like you know like yeah i mean so. so i guess the big thing um and i i feel like for depending on the size of your studio depending on the the kind of the reach of your current titles and things like that. Because this also applies to just apps in the App Store, right? This is not just totally defined in games, but, you know, what does does the fact that Apple has this control uh, in this sense kind of scare you to release things onto their platform other than the fact, other than the fact that you have to obviously be a part of the Apple developer program and things like that, Um, you know? Yeah. No, because it's the same, it's, Honestly, they're just doing their due diligence to make sure that the stuff that they wrote into their contracts stay true. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's you know, there's the side of people who are, who are pro-Apple, the side of people who are pro-Epic. I'm not really both. I mean, I really don't care for either of them. Honestly, I don't play anything on Epic. I don't use Unreal Engine. I yeah. don't do anything with Apple. I have no Apple devices in my house. Yeah. Right? So, like, I don't care about the situation. But if I, if I, I have to have a voice in it because we're streamers. People ask us these questions. We have to have some kind of bias to it because we can't. You, people are not going to come here and watch you if you go. What do you think about it? And you go? I don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. I I think it but, depends, but, but like, yes. people don't want to hear about it. So it's like yeah. you know, it's one of those things where like, you know, I've always heard you don't bring up three things on on the internet. You don't bring up politics, religion, or sex, and that's pretty much it, right? Sure. sure. So, um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, you know, is it's. it's did they did they shoot at Epic because Epic has money? Probably they could have just taken it down and called it a day, right? Yeah, yeah. Or they could have reached out to them. They probably did reach out to them more than once on it, honestly, right? Yeah. Um. So like, I don't really know. I don't know. Yeah. What the, I don't know. I don't know what the right way to look at it is because I'm not really part of the environment. It's yeah. Hard no. To look at it from an outside look, you know, an and- outside. Yeah. And that was actually kind of what I was trying to, to, to understand, right? As, as a more personal level, 
level and anyone else who might be, you know, starting to either start their own studio or even just build their own games that they might want to submit on on the App Store. You know, mm-hmm. how how does someone with like your kind of um, at your level of your studio and the amount of games you have out, how does that affect you? And on your from what I hear from you and understand, it sounds like it doesn't really affect you much. And so no, people no. shouldn't be concerned about that currently right now. Steam users are primarily and wholeheartedly PC. Yeah, sure. Um, 90, it's something like 98% of Steam users use PC. Yeah. Or use Windows. 1% is Mac OS and less than 1% is Linux. So if you don't build your game on Mac or Linux, you're losing out on 1.2% of profit. Sure. Probably. Is that really going to be a problem to you? Right? So, so like a lot of people yeah. just release their game on Windows. Yeah. No. Right. And I let me play devil's advocate here real quick. No. What so, if... Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, what if, if you look at it, it's the other way, where you say, sure, the 1.2% that is for Mac, there's barely anyone who plays on Mac, but what if you made a game that was in that top category? 1.2% of the 98 million monthly active that's users. It's a yeah. lot of people, right? You're right. Yeah. So I, I'm cool. I'm just curious to like hear concepts around that, you know? Right. Yeah. Like new composer just jumped in the chat. Hey, watery tart. How ho. What's How up, we doing? <laughs> but yeah, no, great, great, great thoughts, man. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to pull this back a little bit from kind of this. And I want to talk about more about your games. And the first question I want to ask is creating a game, creating the idea of a game is really hard to begin with, right? Like I have a bunch of people that come to my stream all the time and say, what, what do I build? What, how do I come up with an idea? So for anyone who kind of has this thought in their mind, what would be your advice to them for how do I build a game? Like, where do I start with the idea, the ideation of a game? So, so let me, let me explain something really fast, right? Game design yeah. is an entire another world. You can make games all you want, but if you're not good at game design, you're not going to make games. Or you need somebody to help you create ideas, right? Um, it really depends on how your mind works. Most of my games are thought up in my dreams. Like, literally. Like, I have a dream about the game, and I wake up and I write it down. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Most of my games happen that way. Stop Drop, which is a release that happened not on Steam. Yeah, it was a test on itch. Um, it was an experiment on itch. It was a yeah. game I thought of everything, like the watch, the code, the programming. I watched myself make the game and publish the game in fourteen days. Wow! Nice. I day wrote it and did everything in fourteen days. Yeah. So, like, I mean, and it was an experiment to see how important it is to be on Steam. Right. Itch is huge. Itch is enormous, right? There's right. like the, right. the racial injustice bundle on Itch that sold like $400 million. Dude, yeah, it's oh. crazy for real. And of course, that was because of BLM and people were supporting people. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's an outlier, right? Yeah. But then you look on the front page of itch.io and everything's a free game. Sure. So I was like, let me put a, two, let me put a $1 game up on sale and see if it makes money. It's yeah. just $1. Nice. Right? Yeah, that's. I think that's a really it interesting. It didn't make money. It flopped. I didn't put any marketing into it. I'm not yeah. gonna put money. I'm not gonna market a one dollar game. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have dropped three hundred dollars onto a one dollar game. Yeah, it's a lot of sales to, re- to recoup the money. Yeah, for sure. So, so like, 
Yeah. Your your TLDR is have dreams about making games. Well, no, <laughs> even see, even maybe not. Totally really, just kidding. <laughs> but it really it really depends on what makes you tick. Yeah. What makes your mind work? What makes your mind think? What makes me think of ideas is playing games. Yeah. I've always heard that a difference between a good game developer and a great a great game developer is one who plays video games. Sure. Sure. Because a lot of people will spend time and time and time and time again making games. And they'll go, man, my ideas just aren't working. And I might ask them, do you play video games? And they say, yeah. I'm, I used to. Maybe you should start playing video games again. But I don't have yeah. time. I'm working on my games. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. You bring up a really awesome point right here. Because one of the biggest things influences on me uh, when I like to think of ideas for apps are kind of like, how am I going to develop this thing to make it friendly? The best way that I found is use other apps. Right? It's like... <laughs> Hey, let me go through this thing. And you get a lot of inspiration off what mm -hmm. people have done already, what people like. And then you can always add your, your take on that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's dude. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so based off of that, how you create a game, tell us about the games that you have out in the store right now. Sure. Yeah. So nightfall is the first, is our first release. It's also called a freshman release. Um, for some reason, the first four releases are equivalent to college years. <laughs> that's kind of how it works nice. uh, so the freshman release is called Nightfall it is a top down 2D hack and slash in a dungeon that you fell into and yep. you're a knight so that's why it's called Nightfall yes that <laughs> makes perfect sense you back out of there. the game is currently on early access it is currently shelved on hiatus until Chronicle is finished and then we're picking that up I had some issues where I didn't I, w I didn't feel like I was giving my all in the art department for it. And I don't, didn't have somebody to be able to help me with the art for that game. Yeah. And it was yeah. So my first project. So I want to finish it. I don't believe in having games stay in early access for that long. That game has been in early access for too long. It's reaching day Z levels of early access. So um, it's a great game. It's just, it's, it's not at the point where I need it to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Life and Debt is our sophomore release. And that game is a finished game. It was released as a finished game. Uh, and it has, I mean, it's sold thousands of copies. Awesome. It's done really well. Um, Dude, that's, that, that's a great feeling. Yeah, it's a great it's, feeling. It's not done amazingly, but it's done well enough where I can say that the, the studio is successful because of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Or it's, it's at least semi-successful. Yeah. Successful is, you know, millions of copies, right? So, but it's, that's a pipe dream. So, sure. Sure. I believe in the concept of make enough games where enough trickle income comes in so you can live peacefully. Right. I see. Instead yeah. of going for the one big game and, and making it, you know, cause you don't know if that's ever going to happen. Right. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to be an Eric Barone who makes, um, Stardew Valley in four and a half years and rewrites it three times and ignores <laughs> his girlfriend. And right. Like, I mean, you, you know, he did a lot of right and he did a lot of wrong in four and a half years and he's sold. I mean, Stardew Valley is one of the best games, the best farming games has ever existed. Yeah. Really. Right. Yeah. Also, super random. Did you know that Stardew Valley is a game that's included in Tesla's? That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They got. They did an update the other day. There's Cuphead and Stardew Valley that you can play inside your car while you're on autopilot. <laughs> Not yet, but one day. Sounds <laughs> really um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yagich, what's up, bud? How you doing? Uh, look, is uh, saying it was, it was a Luton Dare submission. So Life and Death yeah. was a game jam. Incredible jam game for a for a you know semi annual 
game jam that happens where thousands of people play it and enough people love the game where we went this needs to become a full game so we did dude so it had most of the game complete in 48 hours and then the three months was just polishing it right sure sure so and adding more stuff to it and all that stuff awesome Um, man yeah so like it's one of those things where life and death is just a game that's just happened and it's been in different bundles and it's sold tons of copies and it's like surreal to think that like you look back at it and like we were like i looked at um, the person who helped me with the art for that game, and I went, you know, this game sold five thousand copies. Like when when that happened. Yeah. And she went, it's really weird. <laughs> she's like, my art's on that game. <laughs> right? I can't believe it. <laughs> like it's just weird. Yeah. Like it just yeah. kept going, and it's like one of those things where it just it just keeps going, and every day there's sales, and it's just. It's, it's incredible. Kind of, yeah. You know. You, you get the momentum, right? Sometimes the momentum yeah, hits, yeah. and. You know, and of course you have like I mean, Steam Steam has an expected refund rate of like twelve percent. Sure. So it is what it is, right? Sure. Um, because people refund games for no reason. They'll play a game for an hour and a half, and if it's under the two hour mark, they'll still refund it. Um, just because they don't want to play it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Um. Awesome, man. Yeah. Is Is there any more games that you have out that you wanted to hit on? So Chronicle Unit Eight is our our junior release that came out. Um, March 16th. We talked about it a little bit briefly. It's a top-down space shooter bullet hell where you can destroy your opponent's bullets. Yeah. So instead of having to dodge everything, you can shoot them down instead. Uh, And it changes up the the, the style and the feeling of that that kind of game. It gives you that open space and that kind of tranquility in a crazy game like that. Totally. It has a 300-point skill tree, or a 300-point perk tree, and it has... Uh, channel, like weekly and daily challenges in it. And there's a lot of stuff, and all the sound. I mean, all the games are supported by this freaking awesome soundtrack that exists. Yeah. Um, Chronicle soundtrack is in, just literally insane. Um, I've never heard a soundtrack like the, like the, of the quality that exists with it. I'm not. I'm not saying it because he's in chat. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I <laughs> in my opinion, really good. And all of this stuff yeah. is on Spotify, so you can check it out there too. Heck yeah, yeah. Feel free to uh, throw the Spotify link in chat. Spotify. Yeah, feel free. That. That'd be awesome. Yeah, or, no or your Bandcamp, either one. Ooh, Bandcamp. Um, yeah. yeah, you got all the stuff in Bandcamp too. So Beautiful. If you, if you want to support a composer, by all means, all of his stuff's there for sale. Beautiful. Um. Yeah. So, um, and then we had a fourth release, which is Stop Drop, and Stop Drop is a minimalistic survival puzzle game where you have to outplay your enemies and get to the exit before you run out of health. Right. <laughs> and that was that was yeah. a four, that was a fourteen day. Um, creation. Yeah, that's that makes me laugh because I remember one day you sent me a, a gif of that, and I'm like, "Crass, what is this?" And you're like, "Bro, just look. I had a dream," and I'm just like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And then yeah. I saw it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is actually pretty dope." <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I mean, and right now that game because of the four year because this is the fourth year this month is four years of Sag City Games, so Stop oh, Drive is nice. on sale fifty percent off for the rest of the month. Yeah. Um, and it's just a dollar. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's it is for 30 sure. levels with, with a full map editor and a, re- and a subreddit. So you can post your, your levels that you made all for a dollar. It's kind of crazy, right? It, it sounds like a great, like, there's just a lot of content for a dollar is really what it comes down to, right? I mean, normally it's two bucks, but I mean, are we talking, yeah. you know, are we really talking apples and oranges at that point? Right, right. So I have awesome, a. Man. Yeah. Uh, Feel free to post it right there. Oh, I screwed it up. No! That's an LYU. This is oh. not a college. Let's get real. <laughs> we already talked about college on here. Come on yeah, now. Stop. Stop yeah. dropping. 
There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, that great, great, great thoughts, man. Um, cool. Then, so, so now yeah. we have three active games outside of that that are currently in development because I'm yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that it's really cool to hear that you have a lot of ideas and they're constantly just coming, right? And I feel like that's, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's, in my opinion, it's cool to work on things that you're really excited about in the moment, make them, send them out, and then you you essentially just see what sticks, right? It's like you throw a bunch of crap at the wall and see which one sticks on the wall, and that's what you kind of just go yeah, towards. Yeah, game ideas work, really. Yeah, yeah. As soon I, as you, the biggest point of, the biggest, um, what's my word for this? The biggest key thing for you to actually realize what, like, what's going on is when you actually figure out your first like, game idea, go back and figure out how you um how you figured out how to make games right right how did you figure out how to get that game idea and just keep doing that and like let your mind just kind of roll a lot of people figure out games just from uh just from being outside yeah or playing other games or doing this or doing that wow this is the one wow (laughs) we got a special we got a special guest huh (laughs) yeah did you see the wand on screen? I don't think you did. <laughs> no, no, but I, I heard a little voice. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I, I think that's great, man. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, you're good, you're good. Yeah, um, yeah so I, the last thing I wanted to ask you is uh, a very, I think one of the most important questions of this whole thing. If someone in chat right now uh, or listening to this later on says, hey, you know, Crass, this is freaking awesome. I want to start my own studio tomorrow. I want to build my own game tomorrow. What is your one golden nugget of advice for them to essentially start on like immediately? Be honest with yourself, Mm. right? Do you really want to go into the world of game development, which is a very, very difficult industry, or do you want to pick it up as a hobby? Yeah. Wow, great thought. If you pick it up as a a hobby, cool. Dip your feet in. See if you like it. Don't expect to finish a game anytime soon because it's a hobby. People sure. people will work on the same thing for woodworking for years and never finish the piece. Totally. Because it's a hobby. So it really comes down to, I mean, and you might, right? There's a good friend of mine, Ghost Goods Games, who's on who's on Twitch. Yeah. He, he pretty much does game development as I would call it a hobby because it took him a while to finish his first game, but he finished it. It's an asteroid style clone that's also a bullet hell. It's really awesome. Wow. Um, go buy his game. You know, it's going to be a Steam release on the 22nd. Beautiful. Yeah, um, feel free to also, you know, put a link or if you have a shout out to the Twitch channel um, or anything along those lines. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's, I I find it really important, in my opinion, to do something along the lines of just being genuine to yourself, for sure, when you're building yeah. stuff. At the end of the day, build something that you would use, right? Right. Make it, something, make a game that you would actually play. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so and that's the biggest thing, right? When when people walk into game development, they go, "Man, I'm so excited to start game development. What should I make first? And I go, "Man, yeah. most people say to you, they will go, "Make Pong, make Snake, make yeah. space, make things that people have made before." And then and then people go, "Okay, cool." And they start working on. It, and they go, "That's not what I want to work on." And they, yeah. they quit. Yeah, sure. I want you to make the hardest freaking thing that ever existed because your mind went crazy and when I want to make this ridiculous game, Dude, and then yeah. I want you to fail. Yeah. That's, the weirdest, that's the weirdest take on that, right? I yeah. want you to fail at making that game. Yeah, right. So that you understand where you're at, right? 
Yeah. And then you can figure out how you need to get back to that point again. Yeah. Yeah. But I you, mean, the, the best way to learn is people in a box and you're putting people in, in, you're forcing somebody into something that they don't want to do anymore. Sure. And that's, will stop somebody from ever creating a dream. And you would never know if that might be the next big game. Exactly. I love that, man. I, I think that's some great advice. I'm for just a lot tired. Of I'm, I'm tired of hearing people say, man, start small, man, start small, man, make small projects and, and just do jam games. Yeah. No, man, make your own game. Have fun. Screw up a bunch. There we go. Yo, right there. That's Those are some great words for sure. I, it's going to get better. Yeah. Awesome. Sucking at stuff is how you get good at it. Yeah. yeah. Forgive the more. <laughs> <laughs> Just just be really crappy at something and you'll learn. But it's true, right? You you end up learning along the way. I have to suck at everything. Like when I started, when I picked up guitar for the first time, I wasn't good at it. You weren't good at guitar? Like me for day one? I'll play guitar guitar 12 years later. Heck yeah. I'm better at it now than I was 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally, totally get it. Um, Cool, man. Well, hey, that's kind of the end of the main topic of how to start your own game studio. Appreciate you being here, dude, for real. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, this, I think you brought up some really, really awesome points that I hope a lot of people got, uh, got some insight from. Thank you for tuning in to Pixelogic Saturday Stand-Up. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. Did you know that I also have a video version of the Saturday Stand-Up? All you have to do is head over to youtube.com forward slash Pixelogic TV to see the podcast live from the perspective of Twitch and a special Q&A section at the end that's not in this podcast. On the next stand-up, we'll be talking to a returning guest, Matt, one of the moderators of the Pixlogic Dev Twitch channel, about imposter syndrome in the tech community. You're not going to want to miss this one. Hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in.